This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. That's right. You have found the Steelers Standard and you found it wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple or Spotify, or if you're listening on Steeler Nation Radio, we always appreciate you as well. Kellen Gersky and Jacob Recht rolling along here with you. And we're going to put our GM hats on. We're going to pretend that we are Kevin Colbert. We're going to pretend that we are um, the Roonies and we're company done, here. We're done analyzing other people's mocks. Yes. It's our turn today. Yes, we did what a, a full one. Was it last week, two weeks ago? We did a, a full a first, first round, round right, for um, every team. But we're going to do a full seven rounds for the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Um, and really quick, I, I wanted to um, bring this up. I know this isn't exactly where we're going. I just wanted to mention this because it came out earlier today. Um Players from the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the New York Jets today um, became the latest uh, from the NFL to say that they won't be reporting to team facilities next week to begin voluntary offseason workouts. And I don't want to make much of that. It is what it is. They didn't. I mean, when you look at the NFL, they didn't have any OTAs. They didn't have any mini camp last right. year. And it's amidst COVID concerns and things mm-hmm. like that. And I'm sure, again, the players have enjoyed not having to go to the facilities as much. They have it. They've probably enjoyed not practicing as much. If where, the Steelers felt it was necessary, they'd right. be doing it. I mean, and it is what it is. I don't think there's much to be made out of that. But I just wanted to mention that because that is some breaking news today. That is something that came out earlier today um, from the NFL, from ESPN. And when you see that players from the Steelers aren't going to, you know, begin voluntary offseason workouts some people could get the wrong message it might send the wrong message if you see it pop up on your phone but i don't think it's that big of a deal so i just wanted to get that out of the way really quick i just wanted to throw that out there so let's do this dirty thing let's do a draft um we're gonna go select the number of rounds we're gonna go seven we're gonna select the draft speed fast i'm gonna click the Steelers. make sure i click the Steelers. okay let's draft all right here we go now jacob when we do this i, I know that normally you don't we don't take trades, yeah. But I feel like that's something that we can always... we can allow ourselves okay. to do. Today. All right, I just want to make sure. I mean, like we can have some fun. We know it's not typically what you see on draft day. You don't see every team, you know, on these websites. If no matter what team you are, you're going to get at least two or three trade offers per selection. And we right. know that's not what's going to happen in reality. But we're allowed to do something like that because it's a mock. I mean, it's it's not real. Okay, so. Uh, we have we're on the clock now at pick 24. Um, we have three trade offers. I'll read them to you quickly. This one uh, we're probably going to reject, but this is a lot of picks. Um, L.A. is offering us pick 57, pick 88, pick 141 and a 2022 uh, second round pick for 24. We need a first round pick. So we're going to reject that yeah. one right away. Right. Um, the Browns. Ooh, this one's a little bit more juicy. They're offering us pick 26. So two picks later than we normally would draft and pick 132. Um, it's juicy, but we don't trade With to the, the Browns. Browns. Yeah, uh, I'm out on that. Not, it's not enough to just move two spots. Back. Right. I mean, if it was like pick 70, 80, okay, right. we're, yeah. we're talking, but right. not for pick 132. Okay, the the next offer that we have is the New Orleans Saints. They're offering, offering us pick 28 and pick 105. Now, that's a little bit more juicy, but I don't like that. I think let's just stay where we're at. Let's keep pick yeah. 55. I like I like something that would help us more so on the front end rather yep. than the back end of the draft. Yep. Even though draft capital is important no matter where you get it, it's significantly going to be more important if you get it on the, the first couple of rounds rather than six and seven. Right. Okay, so let's reject that. So we don't have any trade offers now. And, Jacob, I have some bad news for you. Looking at the 
the if, you're tell, if you're telling me these three guys are all off the board, I say we restart. Because I'm, I'm not telling you all three are off the board. I'm telling you at pick 15, the New England Patriots took Travis Etienne. And at pick 18, the Miami Dolphins took Najee Harris from Alabama. So we are sitting right now with our only running back option at is Javante Williams at number 45. Um, I don't know if this is where you want to be if you're the Steelers, but again, you want to get one of these three guys. Right. I is, think. Do you just want to run down the O linemen still available? Yeah. Enough? If do you want to go a juicy enough name? Um, let's see here. We'll Tackle bite. Tevin Jenkins, uh, Oklahoma State, Alex Leatherwood, Alabama, the 30 and 37th prospects respectively. You go to guard Wyatt Davis, Ohio State, the number 42 overall prospect. Trey Smith, the number 47 from Tennessee. You go to center. Creed Humphrey still there at, at number uh, at the 28th overall prospect. The center from Oklahoma, Oklahoma, excuse me. Um, Quinn Minerts from OC Wisconsin or from Wisconsin Whitewater, the center. Um, he's the 50th overall prospect. Personally, I think I think you have to go Javante Williams yeah. here because if you go any other way, who knows what running backs are going to be able that that are going to be available in the second round? Other than Tevin Jenkins, a lot of these guys that you've mentioned, other than I would say Tevin Jenkins and Alex Leatherwood are the only two names that I would say I would consider here because everyone else I could see the Steelers possibly having one of those other guys yeah. fall to them. So there's no reason of reaching for one of those guys and passing up on the running back, which we've said is of the utmost importance. Now, I'll ask you this. I know we're probably not going this route, but Micah Parsons is sitting there. Oh! At the number 15 overall prospect. He has fallen all the way to 24. How does that happen? I don't know. But, man, seeing that, I mean, I know I have a Penn State bias. I get that. Tom always gets on me for that. But... Man, that's tough to pass up on with that's a linebacker juicy. that you need. I've never seen Micah Parsons fall to 24 oh, in any mock I've ever done. It's up to you. Do you want to do something a little non-conventional here? Yeah, you know what? Here? Let's do it. Let's see if okay. somehow we get a running back in the second you round. Know, people are going to be listening to this at the end and say, at the, at the recap and say, what do you mean you got Micah Parsons? You right. guys traded uh, up to get Micah Parsons? No, no, no. Yeah, this isn't going to happen in real life. But with that good of yeah, a player sitting there, I'm down. the hell with it. We'll take Micah Parsons, the linebacker out of Penn State, at pick number 24. Okay, let's see here. We have a couple tra- We have one trade offer. Um, we will be giving up pick – or excuse me, the Houston Texans are offering us pick 67, a 2022 third-round pick, and a 2022 fourth. So that's for, moving back 12 spots. Yes, for pick 55 and pick 128. I'm out on that. Yeah, um, it's too far of a fall, I think. Let's be honest here. The 22, the 2022 picks aren't going to do anything for this exercise right. for us. So right. <laughs> let's reject that. Oh, man, have some more bad news for you. Javante Williams made it all the way to 52. And oh, the Bears man. took him at 52. Wow. So what that leaves us with here in the running back room is Michael Carter, the 66th overall prospect from North Carolina. I don't hate that there. I don't hate that at 55 if that's the next best option you have. Right. Um, I know he split time with Williams, but, you know, who knows? Let's just see. Let's go to all here. Um, the best available prospect right now is Eric Stokes, the cornerback from Georgia. He's the 48th overall prospect. Um, if you want to go the center route, um, Quinn Minerts, the kid from Wisconsin Whitewater, is there. Um, at the fit 50 overall, Landon Dickerson is also there. Um, the center from Bama, um, 
man. I'd be cool with Dickerson. I d- I do you think Carter could fall all the way to what is it 87 this year? 87. Next? That's a far way to go. He's the 66th you, prospect. You know what I hate about these drafts is the fact that you're not able to make a trade until your pick comes yeah, up. Yeah, your pick's up. You know, you have you have to wait until your pick comes. It's only about accepting trade offers. You can't make one before your pick comes because I would have loved to say like okay, maybe we trade trade something to move up from 87 to maybe secure Carter because I don't hate Carter. I don't, I don't either. Think, I don't know if he's worthy of a second round pick though. Yeah. I think here, you know, if you're not getting Najee, you're not getting Travis Etienne, you're not getting Javante Williams, you have to address the O-line here. Yeah. I mean, personally, I'd go with Quinn Miner. I don't think he's going to be there at 55. No, I don't in, think in real is. life, but yeah. he's here in this. So, I say we go him and then just pray to God that we get uh, Williams in the running back room um, in the third round. I don't know if that's going to happen, but he, let's just go with it, I guess. Because yeah, I'm cool with Quinn just, Miners, the offensive guard out the, of Wisconsin. The center, the center out of yeah. Wisconsin Whitewater. Right, I mean, sorry. it's just tough to take the 66th overall prospect at 55 when you have a huge hole at center, mm-hmm. um, and you need a guy to fill it right away. Um, so yeah, let's just go with Minerts and then we'll sure. see if he gets taken here. Okay, let's see. Let me scroll up here. Okay, I think we are still in business. Michael Carter is still there at um Oh, I think that's money in the bank. So that is money in the bank. We're gonna take Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina in the third round, which I really with the eighty seventh pick. I do not hate because everyone's not necessarily criticism, but people are saying it's such a pro in in the Javante Williams column. The fact that he split all those carries with Michael Carter. The same could be said for Williams, exactly or for and Carter for I mean. Carter because I mean he didn't have as big of numbers as Javante Williams, but he was clearly the number two guy. Yeah, but still put up. Great number number two numbers, especially when the number one guy ate as much as Javante Williams did. I'm all, I'm I'm cool with Michael Carter if we somehow snuck away with Micah Parsons in the first round. Yeah, I mean, so you get a a, a running back that I mean, they played in a potent offense last year. Right. Uh, North Carolina was right. a potent offense. Um, you get it might be the number two back, but you know what? You get him in the third round at the 87th pick, and he was the 66th prospect on this board. So that's a, a win there. We have a trade offer here as we have gone into the fourth round now. Um, the Green Bay Packers are offering us pick 135, so we'd move back seven spots, and pick 173 for our uh, pick 128 and pick 254. I mean, it's a at pick in point, the top 200. At this point, you know, it's a lot different of a conversation when you're moving back because you're moving back in the third and, and, and the and the fourth round, so it's not as big of a deal when you're moving out of the first round or out of the second round. So I, I say we take that. I don't hate it. Yeah, I really don't hate it. I mean, it's, it's, a green, it's Green Bay, you said, right? So yes. it's not like we're trading with it another – potential AFC playoff team that could steal a bubble spot from us or a wild card spot from us. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally against it either. All right. So we're moving back seven picks and then we're also gaining almost 80 picks. Right. Exactly. On like the how, back end. how much of a loss is seven picks when it's in the fourth round? Right. Basically okay. nothing. So we'll accept it. Uh, we move back to 135. The Raiders are offering us pick 162 and 167 
for pick 135. No, thank you. Yeah, we I'm need, cool with what we just we did. We need to draft. On, yeah. Okay, so let's go to the best available players here. Um, let's see. Uh, the best available player right now is Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida. That's no not thanks. happening. Yeah, no is there you. a potential position that you would like to look at right now? Um, let's see here. As Normally, we look, in this point of the draft, fourth round is when you start to look at linebacker. Okay. Because... Well, just because, you know, you assume the Steelers are going to go running back, O-line, O-line, maybe running back, O-line, maybe a linebacker in the third. But the fact that we got Micah Parsons in the first, don't I don't one. see a need for one. So maybe if you want to look at corner? another offensive lineman or a cornerback where the two I was going to Okay, suggest. let's go to corner real quick. The best corner available is the one, 135th prospect, Keith Taylor, the, quarter, the corner out of Washington. Okay, so there's that option. Let's go to tackle. Um, Adrian Ely from Oklahoma, 133 overall prospect. Um, we don't need, uh, I guess, a guard. David Moore from Grambling State, uh, no thank you, 163 overall. We already got a center, so nothing there. Just anything. I'm looking at tight end, but no thanks. I mean, we're... we're who, who is there at tight end? I'm Quentin Moore is from Bowling Green. Nick Eubanks from Michigan. But that's the 165 and 178 right. overall. I mean, you could maybe get him um, in the next round. Let's look at edge real quick. Um, okay, yeah, good idea. Uh, maybe even outside linebacker too, sure. Um, nothing I really like at edge. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Uh, Adekadbumbo Agulale, I don't know how to say his name. From Notre Dame, the edge. Um, he's the 144th, but not no thank you. Right. Not really much in the linebacker room. Let's go receiver. Let's see if there's anybody there. Okay, cool. Um, Jalen Darden, the wide receiver from North Texas. I think that's a popular kind of like yeah. outside guy that uh, some people are talking about. Uh, Demetric Felton from UCLA. Um, he's the 141 overall prospect. My only issue with taking receiver here is the fact that we still have four guys who I trust on the roster. So I'm not against taking receiver at all at some point. I just think right now. You kind of have to maybe say, like, let's address some other issues of where depth is lacking. Does a safety interest you? Because Sean Wade it from Ohio State on, okay. is sitting there at 138. Okay. Um, at the 138th prospect. I think that's interesting. I think our two options are either Keith Taylor from Washington or Sean Wade from Ohio State. Keith Taylor, the cornerback. The yes. Keith Taylor is a cornerback. Sean Wade is a safety from Ohio State. <sighs> That's tough. I think those are our two options here at 135. Because I usually don't even look at the safety. I, I don't think only for a handful of times, say for a handful of times, that I've actually looked at the safety position in, in any mock draft that either I've you know, pr produced for Matt and Dale or done on my own or done with you and Tom. So it's hard for me to evaluate. Yeah, it's tough. To compare, but I, I would just say right now I, I'm too comfortable with our safeties at the moment to say that I would rather address the issues at depth for quarterback than just bolster up some some backups for for Minka and Terrell. Even though the guys that are behind them, if one of them, God forbid, if, if Minka especially goes down, you know the options behind them aren't great. I mean, if you want to make that argument, I totally see where you're coming from. But I, I would defer to you because I really haven't spent much time looking at the safeties here this I, year. I, I think corner is a much more pressing okay. need. So let's go with Keith Taylor from Washington. That's our pick okay. at 135. Okay, so we're back on the clock here at 140 uh, because of that trade. 
Um, Which I'm, I'm cool with. Yes. I think it was a, I think it was a good move to make for us. Okay, let's see here. Um, some of the best overall players, there's two running backs up there. We already have one. Um, Jalen Darden, the wide receiver from North Texas. Um, let's go to defense here. Let's go to edge. Same edge guys that are there that we talked about. Um, Sean Wade's still there, the safety from um, Ohio State. Um, so it's a good thing we waited on him. You're right. I mean, he's still there, you know, what, five picks later. That's a plus. Um, I I don't know really. Okay, let's go to defensive tackle here. I think that's a place okay, that sure. the Steelers could use some help. Um, Jonathan Marshall, the defensive tackle from Arkansas. Um, Jalen Twyman from Pittsburgh, actually. He was um, pretty darn good last year. Um, Tom, he, tell you. He is a defensive tackle from, from Pittsburgh. He's the 157th overall prospect. Is Tommy um, Togiai there? Defense would he play defensive tackle? D tackle, yeah, for mm, Ohio State. No, it doesn't no, look yeah. like it. No, um, but I, I think I, I I don't know where to go here because when you look, we are you already if you're our draft so far, we have Michael Parsons, linebacker to Penn State, Quinn Minerts, center from Wisconsin Whitewater, Michael Carter, running back from North Carolina, and Keith Taylor, the corner from Washington. We filled a lot of Every, holes that the Steelers need. Basically, every position of death of which the Steelers significantly lack, we've addressed. So I guess maybe the approach here is go best available. Sure, yeah. Um, from this point out, because we've kind of already addressed those needs. Um, for me, it's either Jalen Darden, the wide receiver from North Texas, or Sean Wade, the safety um, out of Ohio State. Um, and the reason that I'm, I'm making that, kind of assumption that these are the probably the two best available is because when you look at the wide receiver position i don't think juju's going to be back next year and who knows if james right. washington's going to be back next year yeah it's it's a good point I'm, I'm cool with it now just because i think this year we had both of those guys yeah. among two others in deontay and claypool so i think now that we address the cornerback depth which was a much more pressing issue for this year, especially. I'm, I'm cool with going receiver here. Okay, so let's just let's just do it. Let's take Jalen Darden, Darden, the wide yeah. receiver out of North Texas, um, and let's see here. We have a ways before we pick again, that's, and here we are. That's what happens in these latter rounds. Here we know? are. We're at pick 173. Um, let's see here. We just got into the fifth round. So, so we've gone to recap again. We've gone linebacker. Offensive line, running back, cornerback, wide receiver. Correct. At this and point now, we have two or three, three picks left. Three more okay, picks. Okay, so we have some room to to maneuver. I mean, do you want to maybe go back and assess the offensive linemen, see if there's yeah, let's see what's going on here. Because, um, I mean, as we all know, Kevin Dotson was a six round pick last year, and and he's probably one of our most promising sophomores coming out of this season. So it's never out of the question that you should just discount offensive linemen, even if it's so far back in the draft. Um, let's see here. If you go to offensive line tackle Colvin Landon uh, from Wisconsin, the 172 overall prospect Landon young tackle from Kentucky, 185, not a great pull there. Um, you go to guard Robert Hainsey, the guard from Notre Dame, uh, 184 overall prospect Larry Brown, guard from Missouri, 196. Not exactly great there either. Um, I've heard some good things about Hainsey from Dale and Matt. They, it's just a name that they continue to bring up in these latter rounds. He's at 184, and we pick again at 216. I just don't know if taking a guard right now is right worth, now it. Is worth Maybe it. Maybe wait on him like we kind of did 
with uh, that safety from Ohio State. Wait, I mean, we didn't end up taking Wade. Sure, but he right. was still he was available. Still there. We, we made the right move by not taking him too early. So um, I'm okay with that if you want to go back and address maybe the, the edge guys again. You know what? Actually, l- looking at edge, I just got there. Um, Chauncey Golson, edge from Iowa, um, is still sitting there. He's the 180th prospect. We're at pick 173. And again, this was a traded pick that we got. I kind of like that there. In the fifth round, um, a guy from from Iowa played good defense in Iowa. Just reading some of the stuff that's here. Uh, he's an underrated defensive end prospect with upside and growth potential. Fires off the snap, breaks down well, and plays with proper pad level. Moves well laterally, slides off blocks, and make plays in pursuit. Incredibly quick, displays terrific hand technique, and bends off the edge, immediately altering his angle of attack to pursue the action. Okay, that sounds like a, a pretty decent sure. guy to get in it the fifth round. It sounds like a guy that could be a late-round pick that is kind of overlooked by other yeah. teams, and it's just one of those diamond in the rough, so I'm cool with that. Okay, we'll take are. Chauncey Golson, the edge, out of Iowa. With our pick there. And right and now, I mean, you have to remember, in rounds five, six, and seven, there are no bad picks. Right. I mean, we're, that was our fifth round pick at 173, and we got um, you know, the 180th overall prospect in Chauncey Golson. Right. So uh, we're sitting at 216 now. We are into the sixth round, and hmm, let's see. I mean, I clicked on tight end, but, man, you're into the 200s with some of the prospects that are there. Um, tackle. You're in, you're in the 225s. Sure. Um, guard, you're in the 221s. Um, let's see here. Let's go to defensive tackle. Is Hainsey um, still there, the the kid that we were looking at last round? He was a guard, right, Hainsey? Right. No, he is uh, not. Oh, well. Um, I don't see him there. Uh, I, I mean, I guess at this point, again, we're kind of going. This is a dartboard. You throw yeah. a dart, you hope it lands, and you hope it sticks. I know? mean, when you look at this, so we got – a linebacker, a center, a running back, a corner, a receiver, and an edge guy. Um, yeah, I the heck with it. I say we just go to the offensive line. Okay, um, try to bolster it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe just take the best available. Is there? Does it seem that there are more tackles or guards toward the top of what's available? Uh, we have two twenty-one here. Greg Ilian from Mississippi State. Um, he's still sitting there. Tackle. It's two twenty-five. Uh, Dan Moore from Texas A&M, and then there's a big drop-off. Uh, goes all the way to 250. I say we take Greg Illiand, I guess, uh, from Mississippi State, the guard. Let's take him, I guess, at 216. Sure. Yeah, why not? Um, I mean, we took in in the, in the what was it, the third second, round? Second round. Second round, we took Miners, uh, Miners. from Wisconsin so Whitewater. There's a center slash guard there. We can get another one to bolster that position up overall, so I'm cool with that. Yep, and okay, so lastly – in this uh our last pick in the draft at 245 um I'm, i clicked tight end just for Callum, do you want to look at who's S's there at quarterback um <laughs> for the hell of it just shane bucelli from smu ian book from notre dame Your boy no thank you uh kj costello mississippi state sam ellinger texas no thanks yeah, i don't want any not, part of those not guys worth it. Not um I'm looking at tight end. I mean, there's not even much there. Like the 239th prospect, Kalen Granson, tight end from SMU is there. Um, that might be the best overall prospect that's still available is 239. It is. Kalen Granson. Do you want to just pull it and just say, hey, we we take we took a tight end. It's it's a position of need it's for something. the Steelers. Sure, why not? Um, maybe yeah. it's something we should have addressed a little bit earlier maybe. on. But 
we're doing it now. Better late than never, I right. guess you could say. Okay, so we took the tight end there, and to round out our our draft here, we took Micah Parsons at 24, the linebacker from Penn State. You'll never see that again. Never going to happen. Never. But it's pretty hard you to won't pass even, that You up. won't even see it happen. You know, there are billions of mock drafts done by millions of people. This may be the first time ever that Micah Parsons has dropped to 24. So there you go. And then at uh, number two, our second-round pick, um, at number 55, we took Quinn Minerts, the center from Wisconsin-Whitewater. That's probably not going to happen in real life either. Yeah, it's, I think Minerts is a borderline like end of the first, even beginning of the second it, type guy. It's always dependent, too, on what website you use. If you right. use ESPN, if you use Pro Football Network, how we like to use on this show, it, it, the, 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 the picks – are based on that website's rankings. Mm-hmm. And those never reflect on the team actual rankings in reality. So, yeah, it's a stretch to to hope for that minors could fall, but it's never out of the question. But based off of these rankings, it's probably unlikely. Right, and, and to put it this way, I mean, we weren't going to pass that up. I no, mean, he of course was, not. No, yeah, we'd so, be idiots to do so. So we took minors to 55. We took Michael Carter, the running back out of North Carolina, Obviously, that wasn't the mode, and this isn't the mode that I hope the Steelers take. I hope that the Steelers draft one of the top three running backs in the first round. Sure. But the problem was there was only Javante Williams there at the end of the first round, and Micah Parsons was mm-hmm. sitting there. So we really didn't have if much Micah of a Parsons choice. had gone at his normal range, and it was just Javante, Williams, we would have taken Williams. We would not have even hesitated. Right. We would have been saying, "Okay, it's a little upsetting that we don't even have an option to say." Javante or Travis or Javante and Najee or Najee and ATN. There was only one guy, which was unusual for that for yeah. that twenty four. Normally, you see two. Yeah, but if if Michael Parsons isn't there, we don't even hesitate. We just say, okay, it's going to be Williams. But uh, you know, taking Carter at eighty seven isn't too bad. Yeah, I, think. I don't. I really don't. I'm actually excited to see what Michael Carter's NFL career could shape up as. If he goes to the right team, I think he could have a decent mm-hmm. start to his career. And I mean, to get him what early in the third round, I think he was the sixty sixth overall prospect. We got him at eighty seven. Yeah, right. um, that's pretty good. I mean, if the Steelers did that, I wouldn't hate it. But no. I hope that's not the mode that they go. If Micah Parsons drops to 24, I hope take the Steelers em. take him, and take I em. hope they get Michael Carter in the third right. round. Right, uh, yeah. or, or maybe one of those other guys in the second round, which right. isn't likely, but who knows. Um, and then at pick 135, we took Keith Taylor, the cornerback from Washington. That was a part of a trade um, that we did with the Green Bay Packers. Um, and then at 140, we took wide receiver Jalen Darden from North Texas, at 173, we took Chauncey Golson, the edge guy out of Iowa. That was also a part of the trade we made with with the uh, Green Bay Packers. And then to round it out in the sixth and seventh rounds, respectively, we took Greg Illiand, a guard from Mississippi State, at 216. And uh, at Mr. Irrelevant for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right. Kylan Granson, a tight end from SMU. Those um, back three could go any which way. Yeah. But the first three, I could not be happier with. Right. You 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 address needs, and and I know that um, when you look at Micah Parsons, like he's, um, you know, he's probably never going to be there for the Steelers. No. But um, but when you look at those first three picks that we made, the linebacker, the center, and the running back, um, and hell, even the fourth pick that we made, uh, Keith Taylor, the quarterback or the corner out of Washington, excuse me. Um, when you look at those four guys, they all address a need. They all right. – that's, you know, probably if you were to rank like one, two, three, four, 
the positions of need this year for the Steelers, yeah, I think those are, those the, top are the top four. four. Right. Maybe not in the order of which we selected. Right. But I think a huge part of the success of this draft was the fact that we said, okay, Micah Parsons is there. Do we go with Javante Williams? Do we hope that Michael Carter could fall or another lineman, another good prospect on the O-line could still be there in the second round? And that happened in both Right, both stance, both instances. Right. Both, we we right. got Quinn Miners in the second. We said, okay, hopefully Michael Carter now could fall even farther, and he did. So it, it worked out perfectly. I don't I don't see the Steelers having anywhere near this amount of luck no. in, in reality. No. But we did, and it's a it's a good feeling to walk away with. Right. So again, we, we've we've addressed everything. Top four issues. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, we've addressed everything. I think that we need to do, and in. You know, I think we added some depth guys. We had eight picks, and we obviously had that trade. And right. that's something that I hope the Steelers do, too. I hope they trade maybe in the middle of the draft to gain some extra yeah, capital. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're it going to do it, but we'll see what happens. But, yeah, that'll round out this ad- this episode Excuse me, of the Steelers standard. Nicely done. Yes, uh, we, we, we manned the ship okay without Tom Opferman, I believe, this we week, our pretty, fearless I, leader. I bet if Tom is here, the— you know the stars don't align for Micah Parsons for to fall to us either. So no. I'm glad Tom wasn't here. Yeah. Today. So all right. So we'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Um, thank you as always for listening to the Steelers Standard wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether it's on Apple Music or on Spotify, or if you're going the traditional route and you're listening to Steeler Nation Radio, we always appreciate that as well. For Jacob Recht, I'm Kellen Gursky. Thank you as always for listening to the Steelers Standard.